0: Hello, good day everyone, my name is Vina Valenzuela, and I'm a born-again Christian from Davo City. I have grown up in a Christian family, but I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal savior when I was in high school. As any other born-again Christian, I have a duty to share the good news, and so this is why I am launching my first ever podcast series. This series is named Bible Series. Last year, I started to read the Bible from beginning to end. Trust me, it is really recommended to read the Bible chronologically, because you will see how the whole story of God develops. We will appreciate it more when we see a well-knitted story rather than just some broken fragments that we most likely take and interpret out of context. So, in my Bible series, I write my thoughts and reflections after I'm done with each book, I recommend fellow Christians to do the same as part of our devotion to Jesus Christ. Um, Okay, going back to the Bible series. I have just finished 1 Kings. This is where I'll start for my podcast, and this will be the first of my two two episodes for 1 Kings. I have also done reflections for the previous books. I've written them in my blog, if you... Wish to check them out, I can provide you with the link. So, in 1 Kings, we see an old David who had given his throne to Bathsheba's son, Solomon, in fulfillment of his promise to her. But more than that, God chose Solomon himself. Thus, when Adonijah set himself up as king, Nathan, the prophet, rushed to stop it. By the way, Adonijah is David's older son by a woman named Haggith. Solomon's way to power was really easy and smooth compared to David's. He only had two people who posed real threat to his power, Adonijah and Joab. Joab is the commander of his father's army, both of whom he eliminated. He also had Shimei, one of Saul's relatives, cursed David, killed. But it was Shimei's carelessness because Solomon warned him that if he gets out of his property, he will be killed, which he did when he followed his slaves who escaped. Everything was perfect for Solomon. God loved him so much even when he was still a baby. He was given a name Jedida or Jedida, which means beloved or of the Lord. God showed himself to him twice in 1 Kings, which is amazing because I have never recalled that I've read something that says that God showed himself to David. He was favored not because of his own doing, but because God's love was just so overwhelming. Remember, Solomon was there because his father, the king, lusted over a married woman. So, God's choosing him is a sign of God's restorative mercy towards David. It erases all wrongs. During the first part of Solomon's reign, God asked Solomon what he wanted, and he said wisdom. God was pleased and granted it to the young king. That was a very wise thing to ask. Solomon knew he needed it because to gain wisdom is a really long, difficult, and humbling journey. You can't just get it by reading or studying or observing. You really need to let experience teach you, not just once or twice, but many, many times. It is not bought by money, social status, nor IQ. You have to go through different seasons of your life through brokenness, suffering, joy, and many others, to gain wisdom. This is why we associate it with old age. But Solomon did not have to go through all of that because God gave it to him, given that he was able to reap the fruits of wisdom effortlessly. Israel was able to build a very luxurious palace and temple. They had a really strong military, very good diplomatic relations, a booming economy. They grew richer. There was peace and order. King Solomon himself was known all throughout the world for his wisdom. Even the Queen of Sheba was impressed with him. But then... Wisdom is not enough to make one's heart really after God's. Because as Solomon grew stronger and more influential, he also turned away from him. As political alliances, Solomon married many, many women of noble statuses. I think he also married them to show off how powerful and attractive he was. So, in a way, they are like his trophy wives and they turned their his heart to their gods. He began worshipping their idols. It was just all gradual and slippery. Mm, I think it's quite special when the king dedicated a place in the palace for his wife, the pharaoh's daughter. I believe that David and the other husbands in the Old Testament also adore their spouses, but not in a way that they are deemed necessary by the authors to include that affection in the scriptures and so that note was to show his great affection generosity and attachment to his wives and concubines the queen mother was a factor in his attitudes towards women as well he respected her deeply and so he learned to treat women well there is nothing wrong With caring for your spouse, or you know, respecting women, it is actually great and desirable in all relationships. But then this just shows the importance of your spouse in every aspect of your life. You are united to this person. You and your spouse are one. Thus, you can find yourself between two colliding big rocks when you see when you choose someone. I mean, who doesn't put God first? It becomes God versus your spouse. It is a pointless struggle. He should have learned from his forefathers and his father the perils of having affairs and getting multiple wives. Abraham was torn to to send Ishmael and Hagar away upon Sarah's request. Jacob's domestic life was full of bitterness between the two sisters who are his wives. David had sons from different mothers who fought with each other and killed each other and brought grief to him. But then things are different in the past and so probably Solomon was compelled to take in as many wives as he can to display power. But even though like when God rebuked him, he didn't grieve nor appealed for mercy. He did not do anything, which is really disappointing. Unlike David, he didn't repent and regretted his actions. He just accepted it and went on in his business. But soon enough, he started to feel the consequences. You know, the once peaceful borders are now under attack again. I think one of the reasons he didn't repent was that he became too comfortable in his own ways. His ego grew so big because of the enormous influence, riches, fame, prestige he has, it blinded him. I think he was also undisturbed because he would not be punished but his descendants. So, someone was fortunate because his father is David and God considered that. So, his punishment was quite soft. God did not take away all Israel from them, from David's line. Uh, because he allowed them to continue ruling in judah with this i remembered exodus 25 to 6 it says i the lord your god am a jealous punishing i'm a jealous god punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me note third and fourth generation but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Now that's very compassionate. God kept his promise even when David's descendants were turning away from him. He never really left them in ruins without hope. There is always the promise of restoration and so that's it uh, i think yeah, to wrap this up this episode is really about god's favor there is really nothing about solomon uh you know there's really nothing that solomon could do to make god favor him over others it just so happened that he is david's son even when he turned away from god he had lots of wives god still favored him out of his father's sake. That's very remarkable. David and his family, though they love the Lord, they still fell to man's sinful inclination. But God's response is awesome and unbelievable. Even with betrayal and rebellion, he still keeps his promises. He still stayed true to who he is. Compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. So I would like to pray with you. Dear Lord, we thank you for your love and faithfulness. No man could ever do that. You have sent us the most awesome gift of all when you sent your one and only Son here on earth to be a ransom to many. We are eternally grateful for this gift of grace. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hope that serves you well. Remember that Despite everything we go through, stress, bills, broken relationships, finances, poor health, work concerns, we can choose joy if we keep the good news in our hearts. Just have to hold on, hold on, hold on to God. Okay, so that's it. Thank you and have a blessed day. Mm. Bye-bye.